Hey girl, grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. <laughs> this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back, relax, and get ready for takeoff, baby, because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis, but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Hey, girl, come on in, come on in, come on in, grab a seat, honey. It is warming up outside. Welcome to the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast. I am Kendra, and as always, it is a joy to be with you. How you doing, sis? How you doing? You come on in. Come on in. Come on in the room. <laughs> That's for all of my folks who grew up in the church. Uh-huh. You I mean, listen, there was nothing like when the elders would sing them songs and then everybody foot get involved and you just bop, bop, bop. Yeah, I love, I love blackness. I love my blackness. I love yours. I love yours. I love everyone's blackness. That's what Touray got Touray. D-Ray McKessick says, I love my blackness and yours. I think that that is a whole word in that even if you ain't black, you've been influenced by blackness, especially, especially in this modern age of the internets and the webs. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But yes, come on in the room. Sat on now. Sat on down. That will be my grandma. And make yourself comfortable. Mm-hmm. That will be Medea. <laughs> To the elders, yes, indeed, of which I am putting on my elder shoe. Now, listen, it's always going to be a house shoe and a hole pump for me because that's who the fuck I am. <laughs> or a, a house shoe. Uh, I, I need a, a plethora, okay, of things to choose from. House shoe and a track shoe or something along those lines. But the hole pump is always in my back pocket mm-hmm. yes indeed <laughs> i know a few things i know a few things so what have you been up to you've been checking out anything on the on the internet on the tubes the webs did you check out megan and harry with oprah honey the tea floweth over first of the alls first of all megan is so brave to me for speaking her truth in the midst of a whole system of people. I I don't follow the royal family, so I had absolutely no idea about the them actually being a business and all of that stuff. Listen, so pause before we even go any farther in this conversation. We can't pretend that, you know, this is shocking, but it's still shocking. Uh, that uh, the the British Empire, their um, colonizing ways are 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 still longstanding. I do believe, and I I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's still the way the same way. But uh, their motto used to be "The sun never sets on the British Empire." That means that everywhere you touch, we done touched. Mm-hmm. So them being racist and um and and trash as human beings is not shocking. It's not. 
that's not shocking. White, white, white supremacy, white patriarchy. That's, you know, it's what makes this motherfucking world go round, round these times. <laughs> but we're, we're working on getting rid of that. Shout out to all my younger people that are listening because y'all millennials are not with the shit, which leads us back to Megan and Harry. So the thing, it was a couple of things that took me completely out that, you know, some would even say to somebody at this point in time, especially a public person that has their own platform who could fucking bury you. Um, when Megan said that they asked her how dark the baby was going to be, I mean, Megan, Megan is, is, is not nobody that you'd be looking to and be like, huh, I can tell whatever your background is. She's a unique individual with her unique and wonderful background. So you can't look at her and know what her black experience is and that she calls herself a person of color. And so you have to respect that, right? But it the danger of being a black person and loving a black person is what I came away with. Because um, Harry, to be born into this whole long line of royals who marry their cousins uh, but to be born into this long line of people to find someone that he clearly genuinely loves or you he loves and that him loving her meant risking everything and he lost everything that he grew up with they weren't gonna even make the baby little archie wasn't even gonna be no prince How's that going to happen? I don't know. The thing that floored me the absolute most, though, was the uh, when they said they weren't going to give them security. Now, you could hate me, but you fucking with my kids. (laughs) Something totally, totally different. Totally different. Super challenging to understand as a black woman, as a person of color, the spaces and where the binaries and the all the intersectionality of your life meets up and how it will fuck you up. I am certain. As show is my name is Kendra. As show is my mama's name was Brenda. I know Megan never thought that being treated like trash publicly and have people come for you publicly was going to be a part of her princess path. I don't know what she was thinking. A lot of it, their conversation seemed very naive, right? When you're listening to them and you're like, okay, but y'all didn't think that that was going to happen. But no one would really think that you just like, okay, so if you, if you really going to get with this negress, then you really going to have to get the fuck on. You're going to take all my titles and everything. Yeah. You're not going to pay me no more. Yeah. You're going to take my security from me and my family. Yeah. You on your own. So no different than a young person who comes out to their family getting kicked out. No different than a young person who has a baby and or is pregnant and get and gets kicked out. No different than any other young person that has done some kind of transgression, quote unquote, in their life. And they end up getting kicked out by their family. The only thing that they have in common with, uh, I mean, they don't have in common with those kind of situations is because they have money. And shout out to Tyler motherfucking Perry. Tyler 
be doing stuff in the background. And he's like, I don't need to announce it. I don't need to announce that I helped out this person and that person. And can you imagine all that he has done that he, we know nothing about? So when they got kicked out, for those of you who haven't listened to the interview, I suggest you go back because, honey, the tea is piping hot. Uh, funny that Britain would be known for tea and then they get tea spilled all over. But I digress. <laughs> but Tyler made it of his home, one of his homes that has high security available to Meghan and Harry when they were kicked out of the the royal family. That's what money is for to me. Not to be flexing, but as a tool. Enjoy your flex. You know, if that's what you want to do. Enjoy that. But as a tool, so that when other people need help, you can help them. So he was able to help them to live and move and do and all that kind of stuff. So very, very interesting, very heartbreaking. Um, I don't think that I personally, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know nothing about what the Royals was doing. I knew when Diana was trying to get away from the motherfuckers that she was really trying to get away from them. And now looking back on it, the fact that she divorced uh, Prince Harry, not Prince Harry, that she divorced Charles and Charles got with his longtime mistress that uh, and that she was able to escape from them. That was huge. That was a Tina Turner fighting Ike in the car, getting ready to go to the show kind of move. That she she was a very strong woman. So yes, this is probably about the most that you will ever hear me speak of <laughs> the royal family. But it was very juicy. It was very juicy. Moving on to um the stimulus plan, the pack package that just passed. Yay, small business owners. Yay to everyone that will benefit from this child credit. Yay for vaccines yay for the teachers being able to go back to school yay for you no longer having to teach your grandchildren or your children or your nieces and nephews while you are trying to do your work and or cook or whatever (laughs) because I can tell you as someone who has officially been home for a year uh working with everyone in our home working as well baby learned a lot (laughs) learned a whole lot um some of it was trash but learned a lot and what I learned the absolute most and I've always known this but I know it even more now we need to pay teachers more teachers need to get paid like uh LeBron James and I mean the good ones uh that show up and and show out and and even make things um interesting while they're trying to teach via zoom they need to get paid like Jeff Bezos Honestly, uh, honestly, they don't get they don't get paid enough. They don't get paid enough. They don't get enough recognition. They do not get the support they deserve. So that's one of the things that I've committed myself to. I have two things where I planted my flag where I'm working on voting rights. We've talked about that before and education and getting teachers um, the things they need across the board. Doesn't matter where you live getting them what they need because honey the number of times i had the youtube stuff trying to understand what the 11 year old was doing (laughs) i'm not shanked 
I'm not ashamed of it. I am not. I did. I had to do it. So being the teacher, mom, coach, referee, counselor, all the things that teachers do. And because it is a majority, a job that is filled with women, that you can understand why people disregard it because they think, you know, that it's a skill set. So it's something that comes natural because you're a woman. So surely you should know how to be able to do this. No, no, not at all. That's not my, that's not, um, that is not my ministry. That's <laughs> not my ministry. So <laughs> before we move any further, you know, I'm going to ask you, you know, I'm going to ask you, what's in your cup? I only, I still have water in my cup. I am still on this exercising, of course, and, and water, a ton of it, actually a gallon a day. So trying to, you know, be ready for these 50th birthday pictures. Ooh, the countdown. Ooh, it's coming. I'm celebrating all month. So of the month of April. So if it's your birthday, I'm celebrating your birthday as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I owe it. Last year's birthday was great because it was right at the beginning of the whole Zoom situation. So people weren't tired of it. So we were able to kind of toast up and had a Zoom party. And we had uh, my favorite martini in um in our cups and um I had a DJ on the Zoom call and uh, my friends from all around the country jumped on so that was really great this year I'm toasting with people in person for real it's going to be lemon drops and all all the way lemon drops all the way what's your favorite recipe for lemon drop puffy i keep saying you need to holler we spend a bunch of money on vodka and especially after this past year, we learned how to become mixologists and shit in our own house. They don't be talking to us directly. What is that about? We spend a lot of money as black women with a lot of different companies that market to everyone else but us directly. So I'm, a, uh, uh, you know what? Let's work on, let's work on that. So, but for right now, in my cup is water. What is in your cup, sis? What's in your cup? Ooh, girl, I know you didn't think that was all. Look at all the amazing things that you've done. Now it's time for you to do what you do. It's the remix, boo. <laughs> this week in the remix, we are talking about my amazing devil. Delta stating Soror Marcia Fudge, former president of Delta Sigma Theta Incorporated from the years of 1996 to the 2000, honey, to the 99, to the 2000, no, from 96 to 2000, who has just been confirmed as the Housing and Urban Development Secretary for the United States of these Americas big deal it's a bfd honey i'm trying not to cuss because you know i'm trying to respect so but yes she was named the housing and urban development secretary of housing and urban development huge deal you do know the last person that was over hood was being carson right and we know he was only appointed because you know um uh the former occupant of the white house said housing urban Oh, that means black. 
Let me find a black person. <laughs> it doesn't matter if your brain surgeon doesn't have anything to do with it. But Marcia Fudge is not that person. So what is housing and urban development? Well, that is the uh, department that is responsible for coming up with creative ways and resources for people to be able to acquire a home, place to live. So mortgage rates, um, assistant living, um, I don't know if they call that section eight anymore, but being able to have affordable housing and to help people to be housed because especially in this environment, in this hill economy, housing is huge. It's huge. It's a really a huge deal. And so why is Sarah Fudge, Marcia Fudge worthy of this week's remix? Because sis said she didn't even want this job, <laughs> but she was called. Y'all know what it's like when you are called to do something and you were like, you like, really? Me, God? Like, yeah, you. But yeah, I don't want to. But yeah, you. You. This spot is for you <laughs> because of all of your special skills and everything that you have done, learned, and gathered along the way make you especially, especially critical for this moment. And she is. Uh Mrs. Fudge, Marcia Fudge, is uh, a state representative for the state of Ohio, and she has been there for quite some time. And she said that she was not interested in being the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, but knowing how much had been done to gut that pro the programs available to people and how much work will need to be done to restore it, she said that, you know what, I'm going to go on and put my foot in it. And I appreciate that so, so very much because when you have all of the stuff that you've learned along the way and you have your intentions and purpose for it that you have in your mind, but then it's time for you to pivot real quick based upon the situation. Do you want to say yes? Do you want to say no? That is what Marcia Fudge has done and she has flipped it. And reversed it. Yes, she has. Yes. So says Sarah, my Sarah, my devastating Sarah, you are this week's remix. Oh, honey, you thought that was all? Wait for the remix. So Sarah Fudge, pop a bottle, pop your collar, celebrate yourself, keep inspiring others. You are high key. Remix Energy. So what's the poppin' topic? What's the poppin' topic this week? Well, this week we're diving into unlearning yes honey you know there's a saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks well i ain't no dog but i do have some tricks <laughs> it's about unlearning the things that we have been taught along the way the things that mm, may not serve us anymore the things that 
aren't helpful in us reaching our highest of midlife felinous potential. A lot of the whole thing around midlife crisis comes from being stuck in, I am old enough to know that I should be doing something differently, but I am also old enough to know that changing is going to be super hard. Listen, it's really easy to pack your shit and leave when you are 19 because you ain't got no shit. Most of 19 year olds don't have no shit. But at, at 50, it's really hard for you, really challenging to look for most of us, to look across the landscape of our lives and say, I would love to do XYZ differently, but, and here it comes, but the big old booty butt is, if I do, then I got to do this. I got to change that. I got to figure out how to do this. I got to do that. Yeah. But do you want it? Ooh. And if you do, what are you willing to do for it? So if this is your one shot at life, right? Then you have to be honest with yourself and know that learning and unlearning are super important to your growth, right? So I have a few steps for you, about 10 steps about how to unlearn something. First of all, is to accept the fact that there is something that you want to change. I mean, you know, that's always a great place to start is like, do I really want to stay like this or do I want to change? So it has to do with the first step is, is of course, with anything, is recognizing it's, it's a problem. It might not be a problem for nobody else, but it's a problem for me because if there's something else that I want to do, a space that I want to go, a transformation that I want to make, then it's just um, as important for you to unlearn as it is to learn, right? So, so many of the things that we have brought with us, even intentionally or unintentionally, are things that we need to let go of in order to move forward, right? So that's one step. Second step, create a process. This is so super important to me, and I have absolutely seen it work in my life, is to figure out what works for you. Some other people might be able to just jump right in and do things. Some people have to stand back after they realize that there's something that they want to work on. But, you know, you you got your, your big, big girl panties on now. Big girl, big girl draws. Okay. So at this point, we kind of know what works for us, what doesn't. And creating a process on how to move forward is super important. And a part of that, another thing, step three is a very good sound piece of advice is to journal. Now, I know a lot of people don't want to carry a journal around with them or sometimes it can be really hard because we are all so fucking busy to get to your journal right and write down whatever it is that you're supposed to be writing down thoughts and whatever use your phone use your phone it's it's with you all the time honey we can't go nowhere without our phone use your phone jot stuff down or create an audio journal you can do that and you can put a lock on it in your phone, you can put you can put the safety thing on there. You can have a whole audio journal, or you could just type some stuff in there, 
if you don't want to type, you can also just speak into, you know, maybe a Google Doc or something like that to make it easier for you to keep a journal. So you'll be able to know, first of all, recognize. Secondly, start working on your process. Third, use a journal to keep those thoughts in line, right? Third thing is to adapt a growth mindset. What does that mean? It means that you know you want to grow. So to, the first thing is to pull the brakes on telling yourself what you can't do. Because a huge part of the whole tension in midlife is that we think that age has something to do with it. I mean, it does in the fact that, you know, you got experience and stuff and you're like, you can't, I just can't up and leave my house, girl. I got a mortgage and I would love to go travel, but I can't do this and any other. Get creative. Get creative and creating a growth mindset in that I'm doing this to grow forward. Age don't have nothing to do with it. Ain't no expiration date on none of those things. Where you are right now, you can still grow. And the final thing is, for this little tete-a-tete, <laughs> fancy words, fancy, fancy words, is for you to know that being afraid, scared, nervous is okay. That's all a part of it. That is all a part of it. If you're going to learn something new by unlearning what you already have been practicing, that's some scary shit. That means that I'm going to have to really like be serious about not doing that anymore. But as with anything else, the more you practice, the stronger you become, the stronger you become. So that is the unlearning of the things. And if, like I said, they can't teach old dogs new tricks, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. That is true. But I ain't no dog. <laughs> and neither are you. We are fully actualized, realized, wonderful, and amazing human beings, right? And so in order for us to live our life full of abundance and amazingness, we have to be willing to let some of that shit go. Singing like Elsa, let it go, let it go. I, I can't sing, but you know, Frozen, your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, your godchildren have had it on repeat for years. Let's unlearn together, sis. Let's do it. Wait, girl, hold up. I can't let you leave without something to take home. Let me get you some aluminum foil. So this week, I am sending you home with something that's straight off the fly, hip and ageless page, the original OPP, not other people's property, but peace, prosperity, and paper. Ooh, that's a word right there. Peace, prosperity, and get that paper. Where the money reside, where the money reside, where the peace reside, where the... But seriously, <laughs> peace, protecting it. We've been working on protecting our peace. Prosperity doesn't need to be about money prosperous in your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, and paper. Now, that could be money. Most of the time it do. But it could be getting your paper right as in writing that book, sis. Or keeping your journal. Hey, we just talked about that in unlearning, right? Peace, prosperity, 
and paper. Mm-hmm. Put that in your paper take-home bag. That's the kind of bag that you bring from the from the liquor store. Mm-hmm. In the brown bag. Mm-hmm. You want to keep that with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Peace, prosperity, and paper. That sounds like Don Cornelius. Peace, love, and soul. But that is not. Well, we can send that too. That can go home too. But peace, prosperity, and paper. Please take that with you this week, these days, whenever you're listening to this. Take that with you, baby. Take that with you. That's timeless right there. That is timeless. Well, the clock on the wall said that's all, y'all. But it's always an honor to spend time with you. We have had so much fun. At least I know I have this week. Oh, on the Yo Fly Auntie podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to rate, subscribe, and review. Remember, baby, it ain't about a midlife crisis. It's all about midlife blindness. So get out there and take off. Yeah.